Hello and welcome to Dear Perry and Menopause. I'm your host, Joe Dodd. I'm an author, speaker and coach and also at the moment working a full-time job in corporate America. Yes, I'm here to show you that you can do it all. Just because you're in or entering midlife and possibly dealing with the sneaky snarky sisters Perry and Menopause doesn't mean you have to put your life on hold. Why not come with me on this journey where we will learn, laugh and lead our way together. Let's change the paradigms and release the stigmas associated with perimenopause and menopause. Let's chat with experts, share our stories, create our menofestos and figure out a way to menoshine because no one should have to pause. This week's podcast is the first of hopefully many Menno Chats, where I'm chatting with another listener, Sarah Davis, and we're going to discuss all things perimenopause. Sarah is a mother, writer, artist, and podcaster. She holds tightly to a practice of radical imperfection, honesty, and creativity as the antidote to being a miserable person. She's about to leave Los Angeles, traveling to Minnesota in her RV with her two kids, a fancy cat, and one small, irritating, but lovable white dog. You can follow along on the Finding What's True adventure in Substack that I will link to in the show notes. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hi, Sarah. Thanks so much for coming to the podcast. I can't wait to get into our conversation today. Hi, Joe. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> so excited. Thank you. Well, as I'm, I'm, recording these I haven't launched yet so like um you know once this is out obviously I will have launched but as I've been recording these it's been really interesting to talk to more and more women who just you know sharing our own stories I think helps us as a collective learn from each other and so one of the biggest things I'm putting out there is that this isn't a one-size-fits-all so any discussion we have around perimenopause or menopause isn't us saying you need to do this you need to do that you need to do this I'm no expert whatsoever and I think you would say the same like you're not an expert in perimenopause or menopause but sharing our stories is what's crucial I think as well as then getting experts on to help us along the way and what I loved about you know since you and I've been interacting you've been commenting on you know I've had this happen or I've had that happen and I just I'm really excited for you to get on today and share your story because You've got a really interesting story to tell, and I think it it will help people, you know, in their in their journey as well. So I don't know where to even start, but just to dig in with, with you know, a little bit about who you are. What is it about what I'm doing with Menoshine that attracted you to to kind of share your story and want to want to tell a bit about your story? Yeah. Uh the honesty is what attracted me to what you were doing. I was just saying earlier, I loved what you were doing around telling stories in the trenches of motherhood. Right. And then when you jumped over to this talking about perimenopause and menopause, it hit home for me because I was doing both. Right. (laughs) I had children late in life as many of us do. And after the birth of my first one, I took a little break. She was one of those babies that did not sleep for two years. Ooh. So we were in deprivation deprivation for a long time <laughs> and not sure if we wanted to have another one. Um, and you know, it's like you're getting older and older. And 
I got to this place where we were trying again and we had a couple losses, which was hard. But more than that, I noticed, okay, I'm sleeping again, right? My baby's sleeping. Yeah. Um, we're doing really well as a family. There's a lot of peace and like just everything feels good. But I am like, I kind of hate my partner's face when I wake up in the morning. Like, <laughs> I'm like angry about everything all of a sudden. Like, oh my gosh, like everything is irritating me. Like you, you, and you started naming all these symptoms, like itchy skin and like, yeah. you know, there's so many symptoms and that's the thing. It's different for everybody. So mm-hmm. You don't know if that's what's happening to you because those symptoms in isolation could be anything, right? Like you're you're going through a hard phase in life or whatever. So, you know, I went to my OB and I was like, listen, like, this is not me. I love my partner, but I literally feel like an 18 year old where I'm like, what? I just walk away. Right. And, um, and not just during that wonderful special time of the month, like, like it's like consistently, like I'm feeling these like waves of like, Oh, like life, you know, you just feel, I felt like a teenager and he was like, you have perimenopause. And I was like, great. Okay. Like, let's get me on some bioidentical hormones. Let's go. Like, I want to feel like myself again. Mm-hmm. And like, oh no, 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 no. Like you're still very early in this game and it could last like five years. <laughs> like, uh. What? <laughs> right. I don't know if people, people don't know that like perimenopause can last mm-hmm. a long, long time. Yeah. <laughs> and I walked out of there like, oh my gosh, well, what does this mean? Am I just going to be in this state for that long? And what is this journey? And then after you go through perimenopause, then you get to get into the real thing, right? right? <laughs> um, and, um, you know, and so coming back to, and trying to be a parent to a young child, right? At the same time, Ugh. which is a challenge. And then also trying to have another baby. So it was a lot to kind of absorb and find a way that felt that felt like it was mine to walk through, if that makes sense. Like I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to do hormones. This is going to be a marathon, not a sprint. So how am I going to do this? And, and what I love about what you're doing is, is like, we don't have to just stop and say, okay, we're done. Right. Like that's it. I have menopause. I'm done. I'm done being a woman. I'm done being that version of myself, but we get to take, take a moment mm-hmm. and intentionally decide how we're going to move forward in a way that feels exciting. Right. Exactly. To embrace, because I think these transitions have to be embraced with some Absolutely. sort of like joy and like, I'm going to do it this or, or it's just sad. <laughs> or you walk around being an 18 year old for the rest of your life. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, That's, it's so interesting, isn't it? And I love what you bring to it. You know, I think we're on the same page with, yes, it's difficult. And there's so much that we have to go through that's difficult, but, and at the same time, how can we bring some honesty to it and some levity? Because I think for some people that, and for most people, that's the best way to get through it is when you can not not be you know in that toxic positivity like everything's great because it's not (laughs) leaning into those shitty days where it feels awful and it feels horrible and then finding something to be joyful about or something to make you laugh or um yeah you know get through it I think it definitely yeah which is what we need which is you know what you're doing with these chats having folks come on because you know I talked to my mom and I talked to some of my older friends I'm 
lucky to have a lot of cool old lady friends. And um, I did say, you know, the hardest part is just that you feel completely misunderstood in it. Uh And this kind of like, okay, well, she's going through that. So she's just going to be an awful person for the next, like, however many years. She's miserable. And, and so there's this distance that gets put between you and the people around you. And if you can close that gap and if we can come here and we can laugh about it together and guess what? I have that symptom too. It just makes it so much easier. Right. And it's, you know, that's the work that I like to do around, like, let's get really honest with what's going on. And when we get honest with ourselves about what's going on, then we're free to just be who we are. Right. We can just move through Totally. Yeah, like denying, like, okay, <laughs> this isn't, and that's the thing. And that's, what I right. And I love that, you know, every week I ask for someone to give me a symptom to, to write a silly poem yeah. about. And I uh-huh. love that you, you know, you were like, I, I think I'd either put it out there or you, and I'd, I had, I think I'd said men and mustache and, and uh-huh. I was a vote on it. And you, uh-huh. you immediately were like, yep, that's me too. And I was like, thank God I'm not alone. Like, it's not uh-huh. Me. Oh yeah. I think there's this there's this Beyonce song where she talks about having hot sauce in her bag. And I was like, I got a razor in my bag. (laughs) It's and it's gotten worse because of course it keeps going. Yeah. But the part that really made me mad that I wrote to you about, I was like, I don't even have like a full one. I have just a left-sided one. Like it's just like I couldn't even be cool like Frida Kahlo. That's like I always (laughs) complain to my sister. Like I can't even be like artistic about it, like just embrace my facial hair. It was like just one side. What, what like my hormones on this side of my body are doing something and like on this side of the body they're doing something and I remember thinking that like oh like okay so I started like researching like chi and all the like hormone like wow. balance <laughs> maybe if I can balance it I'll get like a full stash <laughs> because that would be better in my opinion like it's so sad and it's like and depending on the the time of the month like yeah. it'll just come up like, it's like, oh, like I wake up and I'm fine. And then by 11 o'clock, I'm like, whoa, what oh, happened? I know. It's so <laughs> Like, it's so fast. I'm like, it came out of nowhere. Now I'm at Trader Joe's. So I have a razor in my bag for those like special moments. When That's like, like oh. me. Yeah. yeah. I now carry a tweezer. And, and someone else was saying, a, a friend of mine was like, yeah, I have a car tweezer. I was like, I do yeah. too. Because you'll suddenly yeah. be driving along and then like you said, in the morning, there's nothing. And then by midday, there's a massive, like, yes. long hair. Like, where did that yes. And it's so weird where they pop up, right? Because, yeah, there's, like, the men on mustache. But then you have, like, and you we all know them. They're, like, our friends on our face. We're, like, oh, yeah, there's the three hairs, right, that you're always looking for. There's, like, one here. There's one here. There's one, like, down here that I'm always, like, oh, my gosh. How long have you been there? Like, right. how long? Right. And they, there's just like the three, the three sisters, right? <laughs> I was like, I think I've got them taken care of. And then, yeah, you're like, you think it's like your hair on your face. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, oh, no, you're oh, back. No. Right. <laughs> like, you oh. And, and I always look at my partner. I'm like, you have to warn me when they come. He's like, I don't even see them. I'm like, you see them. Totally. I know. I think that's the thing. They're so worried about pointing it out because because that's uh-huh. the these two is they don't know what the reaction they're going to get of, of like, well, of course I know it's there, you know, and you'll get the bitchy <laughs> side or it will be, oh, thank God. Like, let me get rid of it. <laughs> they yes. never yeah. <laughs> our board partners they are afraid <laughs> they really are and that's honestly something too further down the road that I want to I, I've been testing like 
joking about it you know if men had menopause finish that sentence type of thing and at the same time I really want to recognize that men also like if we're not educated about it of course men aren't educated about it so how do we in a light way be able to talk about it with our partners and 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 help ourselves and help them at the same time because it is a partnership (laughs) when we understand what we're both going through because it's not easy from that side either to deal with someone who's going through all these hormone changes (laughs) yes yes exactly and and we need that partnership right to get Mm. through it for sure not just with the men in our lives but you you have to be able to talk about it right and and to your point there is so much that there is so much which is what I love about these conversations that you're having again is that there are some symptoms that you brought up that I didn't even know about and I'm like okay yeah so the experience is totally different and then you were also sharing about um like different ways of eating that were helping you. And I had another aha moment of like, yes, that is, that is awesome. And at the same time, that doesn't work for me. Like my, so that is what is so challenging is that it's totally different for everybody. Um, And it's also like, what is kind of beautiful about your situation? Like everybody's different, everybody's body's different. And if we can like really just embrace that, I've had to, get really honest and I had to let go of so many things I had to let go of coffee mm. let's take a moment there like I had oh. to let go of coffee oh. <laughs> like, I, I realized that like any kind of like a stimulant like coffee or wine you know sugar things like that were making it worse for me yes. and it took it took a couple years because I was like, no, I'm already losing so much. Right. Like I can't let go of these things, you know, but you come to this place where you, you start to know your body really well. You start to, through this experience, you start to know like, okay, I just don't feel good. So I I get to choose a way to feel better. Right. I have choices. And then you want to make those choices. And when you start to feel better, like you said, like, Hey, I'm eating this way. And and it's working. Feels you great. get excited. Yeah, you do. Okay. That's, that's so true. Exactly. It's, it's so true, isn't it? And that was um, another friend I talked to recently. And actually, she'll be on the podcast. Brenda Winkle um, was talking about you are your highest authority. So, you know, and we really dug into that. What does that mean? But it, it essentially means that when you get quiet and you really listen to your intuition, when you really can just drown out everything else that's going on and really listen you know what's working for you and what's not you really do and whether you uh, for me I don't always like to hear that I don't like to think you know I've actually just organically stopped drinking as much as I used to just I don't really like it anymore I of course you know I enjoy the old glass of wine but I don't drink as much as I used to but that's not to say that that's right for me and that's that's wrong for somebody else or vice versa it for me it was the big and I posted about this it was really funny because I thought okay I've I've suddenly had this awareness that I'm in perimenopause even though I I had no clue for many years that that's what was going on once I realized it I kept seeing mushroom coffee jump up everywhere and I was like oh this is going to be it this is like my this will be it this will solve everything so I I got this mushroom coffee and, you know, proudly like, this is my new routine. And I posted on Instagram. It was for me. And and again, some people may absolutely love mushroom coffee. So I'm not 
dissing it, but for me, it was disgusting. I hated it. I, I tried it too, Joe. Yeah, and I was like, me. why am I doing this to myself? Because, and that's where Menoshine was born, because I, I suddenly thought, why... I'm going through this time that's miserable anyway. Why would I make it even more miserable by adding something to my diet that I do not like when I could make tweaks? Like you said, you know what works for you. You know what doesn't work for you. For me, I love my morning coffee and then like this new breakfast that I'm having. And for now, that's working really, really well. But mushroom coffee is not a part of that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think knowing that it's okay to experiment along the way and that it's a slow process figuring out what works for you. I think we just want, we want to sit down and make our list of things that is going to, that will get us through and that's it. We're done. We figured it out. And we read this article and it said, I'm going to do these five things and then I'm going to not feel lousy (laughs) and (laughs) start to do those things. And you still feel lousy. And it's like, Oh, this is a slow process. It's a longer process of figuring out what I need, which is not what everybody else needs, you know? Right. And yeah. you said like, this actually makes me feel sad and awful. <laughs> this is disgusting. This is not how I want to start my day. And that's important. Starting your day with something that lights you up. Right. That's I had to go through like eight different kinds of tea before I felt, didn't feel sad. <laughs> <laughs> I got this tea called PG tips. Yeah. That is like it gets so dark it looks like coffee (laughs) yeah trick yourself (laughs) it works for me and then I also make my partner's coffee in the morning so I just smell it oh that helps (laughs) so you get the hit of the smell and then you get something that works that's That's really good because it is it's those it's I think that's the hard part is that you have all these habits right you have all these things that you've done for so long that you assign Mm -hmm. with feeling good like I assigned that to me yes. feeling good. Yes. And then you have to get, like I said, you have to get really honest with yourself and go, yep. And that no longer equals feeling good. So but getting to that equal sign can take a year. It took me a year to finally set it down and being gentle with yourself along the way, right? Absolutely. <laughs> it take a while to figure yeah. it out and having these conversations along the way is so, so helpful. It is really And laughing helpful. about it. Yeah. yeah. Definitely <laughs> laughing about it is key, I yeah. think. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 yeah. And getting into the deep stuff. Oh, go ahead. No, yeah. sorry, you go ahead. Oh, I just think there's so much to talk about too when you're going through it as a parent. <laughs> So I love that you're kind of tying that in also that there's there's all these different ways to experience it. You can be experiencing it as someone who has grown adult children or, you know, I have a three and an eight-year-old um, or someone who chose not to have children. And it is a different experience depending on the different the different pieces you're trying to navigate in your life, right? Absolutely. Your partners, you know, your children, your boss, your job, like all of those things. It's 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 a thing. <laughs> it really is a thing. And that's where I want to, yeah. I really want to have like these meno chats and then meno mom chats for the moms and then, and then other chats for women who, like you said, decided not to have kids or didn't have kids for whatever reason. And what are their struggles? And and then in the workplace, I think that's just a huge piece that needs to open up is this awareness that so many women are going through this and then have these high stress jobs. And that was a field that I was in and still kind of have my foot in as well because I do some corporate hours and I see it. And I'm lucky now that I've had that ability to step away and, you know, I'm kind of walking both both lives at the moment, but the mindfulness work I've done has helped me so much. And I see so many women in that corporate environment 
absolutely burnt out and about to go through this process. And it scares me because I, I just know that's where I was. And it took an almost almost breakdown for me to get that realization of, oh gosh, <laughs> something, yeah. you know, I need to fix this. So I think, yeah, because especially in that corporate environment, you have to, you'd have to keep that experience secret and separate. Yeah. And it's a large experience. So to try to bring yourself into that environment, meanwhile, going through this whole large transition to your point, it'll bring you to a breaking point Mm -hmm. for sure. But there's no, there's really very little acceptance for any kind of human transition in corporate worlds. So It's really tricky. Yeah. Whether you're having a baby or yeah, or going through life changes. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to, to you, you know, being a mom, then you had, like you said, you had one child fairly late and then you wait and then you had another one. So how has that been now with, you said eight and three, and then you're going through this. What do you do? How do you help yourself through that? Um, Well, after, I had my youngest, she's three now. Um, I noticed it pretty, pretty quickly that it was just a whole other experience than with the first, as it is, I think, wherever you have your children. But I definitely felt that my body was kind of going through two separate things at the same time, right. <laughs> trying to. Um, and I... It's hard to, I I think I just really started experimenting. I was like, okay, I'm going to try different ways of eating. I'm going to try to set this down because I needed the energy. (laughs) I was like, there's got to be a way, there's got to be a way to show up here and feel good and energized and still like hold space for this, this thing, right? These hormones that are coming up. Um, and so it was just a, it was a lot of experimenting. Like I did, I did whole 30, which really is just like a way of trying to figure out the, the foods that activate your body. You do it for a yeah. month and, um, you kind of take away things and then you reintroduce them. And that, that showed me a lot because I felt really good during it. I was like, Oh, I feel better. So, and then with every experiment, you get a little hope, like I said, uh-huh. um, but also it just was like setting things down, realizing like, I, I can't be as busy as I was. Mm-hmm. I have to slow down. Yeah. I have to eat better, take care of myself. Um, I quit my corporate job <laughs> because it wasn't, it wasn't for me anymore. And I think that is the gift in this transition time too, is that you really get clear on what works, what doesn't, what's true, what's Absolutely. not. So And you get to say, yeah, you know what? It's not worth it. I want my life to look differently. And it kind of emboldens you because, you know, it's it's like that trial by fire or whatever. Like you're going through this thing and you come out stronger and clearer, very clear of like, yep. Okay. These are my values. These are my priorities, you know, showing up for my kids, showing up for myself, showing up for the creative work that I want to do in my partnership. And and that's going to mean making hard, hard choices around the foods I like to eat, how much I exercise, what exercises work. Like I did CrossFit for a little while, you know, not, I loved it when I was doing it, but it was not sustainable for me. Right. <laughs> so, you know, you, you, like I said, it's just an experimentation, um, of what's going to work for you. And every time you try something on being like, okay, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> or yeah, this feels like I could do it. And it, I always think like, what is 
what is going to feel good for this long, long term, right? Um, so yeah, I think it's just really, really helped to be bolder in those choices for myself of, yeah, okay, this is, this feels good. This feels like the direction we should go in or nope. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, yeah. nobody to impress. Yeah. <laughs> I love oh, That's key. That's absolutely key. I love that. Yeah. I love, I, I love the word curious, get curious. And I also love what you're saying about being gentle because you can yeah. do both. And I think that's, I often go back to thinking about where I was in 2019, because I was furloughed in 2020, like many people. And that's when like I hit a wall. Um, but in 2019, I was so burnt out, but couldn't see straight. And yeah. a conversation like this, I've said this before, but a conversation like this would trigger me because I, I'd say, well, I don't have time for that. I don't have time to do get curious. I don't have time to. And I was so inwardly hard on myself and constantly mm-hmm. telling myself I didn't have time. I can't, I won't, I can't, I, you know, it's just this constant on repeat in my head. And I think the biggest thing I would say to anyone listening that is in that type of situation is a number one, just what you said, be kind to yourself and just ask a question. What if, and I'm not saying, you know, you and I both took a, a quite a big leap in, in walking away from something. It doesn't have to be that drastic. For everyone, it doesn't have to be walking away from your corporate job because that might be the thing that you love the most and it's burning you out. So it's about, Mm -hmm. like you said, finding what are your values? Where are your priorities? What are your boundaries? And allowing yourself to form some new ones and getting curious. I love what you said about getting curious around, well, those were my values five, 10 years ago. Let me figure out what they are now. And there are exercises within Menoshine. I'm going to be doing this course and figuring out what are my values? Because a lot of people have no clue. I didn't know what they were. And now the struggle I had recently was I know clearly what my values are. I had a priority and boundaries problem because I knew what my values were, but I wasn't living them. <laughs> so I wasn't putting myself to, to the top of the list to be able to, to live those values. So I think for anyone that's listening that's in this burnt out I can't see forward phase what you just said about being kind to yourself being curious it's a marathon it's not a sprint you know just all the things we know but we need to hear those things we need to hear them you know we keep have these conversations and hear those things being said eventually we'll start to incorporate it into our own lives is my hope yes yeah the more we hear it, the more it feels like the story that is true, right? Yeah, for us. That we, <laughs> can. we have a story in our head about what it all means and what we should be doing and how we should be reacting to the changes. It's all these shoulds. Yeah. And, and I, I'm, I am really interested in, in how an experience like perimenopause or menopause helps us kind of turn away from the shoulds because mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because it's so intense. Yeah. Um, but there's something in it. There's definitely something there. I don't think we, we naturally want to turn away from what we're, what we're doing, right. We're all ingrained in like, this works. This is what I'm doing. We don't want to ask questions. We don't want to rock the boat, Mm -hmm. but then I think things like this, I mean, there's, you know, all sorts of experiences that can bring us to that point, but if we can look at this time and see it, as a little bit of a gift. I think so. Uh, yeah. You know, because I think until we go through something, 
intense and painful. We just don't have that push to ask those hard questions. And when we ask those hard questions, we end up being happier in the end. So just, true. Yeah. It's so true. And and that's the key, I think, is learning how to do both, how to lean into what's going on and not deflect it and ignore it. Lean into it, understand it, ask yourself where the pain mm-hmm. is, where the where is it? I'm feeling this stress in my body, all those type of things. Like I'm learning so yeah. much about somatic healing and it's it's huge. It's it's absolutely crucial to go through that. So there's so much to learn in this process. And I love that you just said that. Yeah, it's it's it is a gift. And if what if we can view it as a gift? And that's why yeah. like silly poems from from Perry and Menopause, I talk yeah. about the gifts that they bring to our house. And I'm going to be eventually publishing them and put, putting them out as a book. And eventually the way I see it is these poems are all about the symptoms and how awful they are and how much I hate peri and menopause. But by the end of the book, I'm going yeah. to have this realization that those gifts, while they like you just exactly what you just said, those gifts are a pain in the ass and they're horrible and you have to go through them. The actual gift at the end is you've evolved into this new being. And I yeah. think it's beautiful. it is a transformation yeah it is a total evolution I love that and if you can do it in a community it's way better (laughs) exactly we can all do it together oh this has been wonderful I've really enjoyed having this conversation with you I just did want to also touch on so you have your own podcast and you started when did you start that how long have you been doing it tell us a little bit about it yeah it's been a year now I think almost, I, I, it's funny, I don't have the exact date in my mind, but it has been almost a year. Wow. And um, I started it really when I came to this, this moment of knowing that yeah. my life was not very true to my values, right? I kind of looked around and was like, oh my gosh, like none of this lines up right. with with what's true for me. And so I, I was like, I'm going to set things down and I want to talk to people about it. But I ended up just, just doing like kind of sharing the journey. Mm-hmm. We, we sold our house, we quit our job. I quit my job and we went on a six week road trip and we're really in the process of kind of creating the life that we want right now. And I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to share what that journey's like and wherever it goes, I'm just going to show up and, and really just let people know they can do it messy, right? That's what that's what Kathy always says. You can do it messy. You can show up imperfect. It's just one one step at a time showing up every day. Um, and I've also created a, a Substack newsletter and I'm starting a slow down sister kind of let's meet and let's practice slowing down together group um, first Sunday of every month. So tomorrow is going to be the first day. Um, just kind of an hour at the first Sunday of every month if you want to like jump on with other women and talk about ways to kind of slow down and get, like you said, that mindfulness practice, creativity practices. We're going to be talking about all those things. So it's been so much fun. And, and I will just say that it would not have happened 10 years ago. Mm. So, you know, this journey of getting curious and asking questions about how you really feel. Yeah. It will, it will take you to really surprising beautiful places. (laughs) I love that. I absolutely love that. I love the slow down, the slow down Sunday talk. So where can people find you, Sarah? So the podcast is called finding what's true and it's anywhere that you would find podcasts and the newsletter and the slow down sister group are on Substack. 
Awesome. And we'll link to those in the show notes as well. So, but that that's wonderful to know. And I encourage everyone to, to go and follow and listen to the podcast and, and get involved in that. That's fantastic. All right. So I have one last question. I'm going to be asking everyone this um, as I do these podcast interviews. So as we're talking about Men of Shine, what is something in your life that you refuse to pause on so that it helps you shine? Or how do you shine because of it? I messed that up. <laughs> Where are you pausing? What do you refuse to pause on in your life? I mean, it just came up like that. I was feeling good. I refuse to stop feeling good in my body, in my spirit. I think, you know, that is, that is the compass. Love it. Like, okay, well, what feels good right now? Does this feel good? Nope. Okay. We're going to, we're going to change course. Right. And, and to know that that is accessible, that is still accessible to you. Even Absolutely. when you have these days, right. Where it's like, oh my gosh, feeling good. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep going. Oh, I love it. What a great way to end. That's awesome. Very cool. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sarah. I really enjoyed this conversation today. Me too. It was so fun. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave me a rating and review and don't forget to subscribe. It helps so much. Also, drop me a line. Let me know which symptom of perimenopause or menopause that you'd like me to write a poem about. If I pick yours, you'll get a little treat. Until next time, have a fabulous day and remember to menno shine your way through this because no one should have to pause. Thank you.